Here and welcome into Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers, presented as always by Baptist Health, the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans, Jameson Olive here with you. It's a series recap and series preview edition. You know, Jameson coming into this one, I wasn't sure what we were going to talk about. Slow news day. What were we going to get? To? Just kidding, everybody. We've got monumental things to get to here today. Little the this, Panthers little that. Are moving on to round two. And they did so in dramatic fashion for the second straight year. Carter Verhage in overtime is the series clinching goal. The Panthers with the deck stacked against them going up against the history making Boston Bruins down three, one in the series down three, two late in game seven on the road, everything stacked against the Panthers. This team that has found a way to thrive in the face of adversity as the season's gone on, they do it once again on the biggest of stages and set up a second-round matchup against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Games 1 and 2 are going to be Tuesday and Thursday. So uh, tomorrow at the time of this recording, we're recording on Monday, the day after the Game 7 win, the Panthers and the Leafs will get things going. And, well, Jamison... This was a series for the ages. Game seven was a win for the ages. And the comeback in the series, that's something you also don't see every single day. We've got a lot of sound to get to from the game seven victory. But overall, Jamison, that comeback just really embodied what this team's been all about since the turn of the new year. I I don't, and Paul Maurice talked about it post-game, is I really, I mean, don't get me wrong, I was through you know going through the roof last night but I don't think we're really gonna fully appreciate this until many years from now when we look back it's every couple years in. but every that couple years monumental. you'll look back and say you know remember when the Panthers beat the, the the best ever regular season team in NHL history um and that's and that's where it ends for them and that's why the Stanley Cup is so hard to win look at what the Bruins did they had one three game winless streak in the 82 game regular season and it wasn't even a three game Losing in regulation streak. It was just a three-game winless streak with that overtime loss to the Panthers on January 28th that coincidentally really flipped the Panthers' season around. That was one of the catalysts for the second half just surge that the Panthers went on. But the Panthers, what a win in Game 7. And I think that's going to be something that we're going to be looking back to the, the 2023 Panthers-Bruins series for a long time. But you talk about confidence, Doug. I mean, where, where are we doing this from right now? We're doing this from... Uh, a bunker. No, just kidding. We're doing this from a hotel room in Boston before we head out to Toronto. And we're going to Toronto. This. We're not going back to South Florida. We're going to Toronto. And you, what's there? What, what, what am I pointing at right now? What is that? That's that's uh, Samsonite. I was way off. That's a suitcase. Is it a big suitcase or a small suitcase? That is a big one. Looks like you have a lot in there. I do because you know what? We packed for multiple games here. Yes, coming up we to did. This trip, and we brought our passports because we were confident. We were going. We were moving on. And you love that confidence. So the confidence is there. The confidence uh, with this team, like you said, never wavered. And th- there are so many things about this series that you know we're going to look back and they're going to stick out. Remember after Game Four, correct Four? Yeah, that was when the little melee happened. That was the melee at the yep. end of Game Four, and that's when Linus Omar got into it with Chucky, and both those guys were John. And man, the narrative of them was, you know, LOL, look at Chucky, like Olmark's the man. That some that there's something there. That that had some effect on the series because the Panthers didn't lose after that. Well, and of course these they rattled Olmark, of course. They, he wasn't out there for game seven. So some things that looked like they might have been pro Boston in the past, we're gonna look back and now and say, 
it, the Panthers did something there. That, that, that meant something in this series. And there's going to be so many moments we go back and look at. I mean, Bob's save uh, uh, in Game 5. The, at the uh, end of regulation. How big does that look right now? Brad Marchand talked about that. With, I agreed in the quotes. The Brad Marchand talked about that with Bruins Media about how, like, that's haunting him right now. He could have ended the series right there with that shot, and he didn't. So um, keep going. And, and just, you know what this, this series had, Doug, in, in favor of the Panthers? And that's why I also knew the Panthers were going to come back and win this one. This series had symbolism, and that matters. And you, you can vouch for this. When we first came here for the first uh, stretch of this series, it was beautiful. It was sunny. It was wonderful. When we came back a second time, little overcast. Sun was gone. Oh, yeah. There was no playoff hockey weather. Came back the a third time. Came back the other day, raining. So the weather got progressively worse as things got progressively worse for the Bruins against the Panthers in this series. So that's symbolism, and I'll take that any day of the week. And we're going to keep going, but ultimate, you know, I, I think someone who deserves a really big stick tap, and he'll, of course, give all the credit to, to every other guy in the room, but Paul Maurice remains undefeated in Game 7 in his career. And the adjustments he made in this series... We can go back and we mm-hmm. talked about things we're going to go back and look at. There was a lot of them for Paul Maurice. Tough decision to go from the Lion King to Bob. Two great goaltenders, but at that time he pressed the right button. He put Bob in there. I think Bob went up, I tweeted it last like 939 save percentage of five on five in this series. He was absolutely spectacular, except, you know, of course the Panthers' only problem was on the peak game. We'll get to that. But, um, you know, switching the lines up. No hesitation when he put you know Nick Cousins up on the second. You got Lucy on the third. How much deeper and how much better were the Panthers playing after those adjustments? You know, Carter Verhege. Yes, he was on the top line with Barkey and Duke, but there were multiple times where he got shifted down mm-hmm. to play a couple shifts with uh, with Bennett and Kachuk. And you know we'll keep going, but last and last and last and certainly not least for this, just one thought here: Matthew Kachuk. Just as you know, Paul said, what a bleep 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 gamer he is, and just everything he did in this series to really will the cats. He's right in the middle of the DNA that this team has developed now. And that was something I was thinking about. One of the first things I thought of when I woke up this morning and thinking about what we're going to talk about on territory talk and you know, what I'm going to, some of the things I might, uh, might ask Paul Maurice about when we get to the pregame interview for, uh, for game one, but going into that series with Boston and going into game seven, that was something that was standing out. You know, you're reading the game notes and I believe 17 different Boston Bruins from their roster going into game seven had previous Game 7 experience, including Patrice Bergeron, who's now tied with his old teammate Zdeno Chara, having played an NHL record 14 Game 7s. So there was a ton of Game 7 experience on the Boston side. Going into Game 7, of course, you mentioned Paul Maurice. The Panthers had two guys who'd played more than one Game 7, and they both have the same last name, and they're the guys that you would guess have played more than one Game 7. <laughs> that was Mark Stahl and Eric Stahl. And Eric, he's 6-0. In Game Seven, and he had the NHL best. He had the best now. quote the, the morning of Game Seven, where he said, "You don't dream about Game One when you're on the pond as a kid, yep. and in your head you're not saying and Eric Stahl scores, and the, and the Panthers have won Game One. It's Game Seven, and that, and you know, just such a moment for the Cats, and something that's really going to stick with them. So before we keep going here, I quickly want to get to some sound of Paul Maurice. I asked him. I asked him. You know, first, you know, just how proud are you of this team and what they did, and then also just what what a win like this means because obviously it's bigger than just a, a regular win. We can all agree. I don't think you can find a harder team to play against than the Boston Bruins. They're just that good. There isn't a weakness in their game. So they will test you in all parts, right? The power play is just so dynamic. Um, so it's a proving ground that you get to keep, certainly for our next game, which is most important, but you get to keep that for a while. The players here now have a shared experience of what hard is. 
we'll cut that video, we'll keep that video, we'll use it at training camp, and, and uh, it'll make us better for five years. That's how hard it was. At some point, the players took over the bench. This year, I've mentioned it, that you, you've heard me say that. I was proud to be associated with them, if that makes sense. That was my sense. I'm watching these guys fight and scratch and claw. And I'm not hanging over the bench screaming, I don't know, telling them what to do. But all, everybody's got a job here. Basically, at the end of the day, I open the door and close the door on the low lines, right? Who's going the, other than that? Proud to be associated with them. So great to hear from Paul there. You know, it's he's like he's like I said, this everything coming together for the cats, and you know, people started to kind of when I say people, I mean Twitter. Twitter kind of started to roll their eyes a bit later in the season when we were still talking about playoff hockey, and this team was still adjusting and trying to find its identity. But in the series, we saw that we saw playoff hockey. This was not the same team we saw in the playoffs last year. Um, the physicality, the approach, the forechecking, everything, and you, and you look at. You know, the series as a whole was just so, so close. At 5-on-5, five five, the Bruins led 27-26 in goals. Uh, of course, the Bruins had the edge in the power play, but the Panthers, like I said, Palmer's made adjustments, changed up the top unit, and they found started to find success on the power play as well. Both goaltenders were good. All the star players were good. But the Panthers just found a way to win just by that razor, razor-thin margin. And like you said, it, this game could have ended so many times, this series for the Panthers, this series could have ended, but it didn't. And that was getting back to what I was talking about with the game sevens, you had two other Panthers going into that game who had game seven experience, Brandon Montour and Matthew Kachuk had each played in and won one game seven. So going into that game, you had four Panthers with game seven experience, but now you've got a whole roster of guys that's played in a game seven and not just a game seven, but the 48th, I believe, courtesy of our friends at TNT game seven overtime in national hockey league history. So you've seen now, you have a whole roster of guys who've seen the peak, the height of drama in the National Hockey League and have come out on top. That just adds to this team's DNA at a critical part of the year going into a series against another division rival in the Toronto Maple Leafs. But to do it on the road, too, I think going into that overtime period, there was excitement, but there was tension. And throughout that game, there was excitement in Boston until things kept going along. And, it and Sam Reinhardt wasn't said that the other night. day. The longer it goes, the closer it gets to the end, the pressure just gets more and more for the Bruins, and the Panthers just feel better and better. The Panthers were, were they were saying that from the, from the get-go of the series, the pressure was on the Boston Bruins. And going into Game 7, Paul Maurice, was, he hammered it home. Eric Stahl did too, said, you have to go into these games enjoying yourself. You have to go in with a smile on your face. And Paul said in the pregame interview with me, he said, you, you can't go in overly tense, gripping your stick tight, because you're not going to be able to maximize what you can do out there. You have to, as, as dramatic as the situation can be, you have to go in enjoying yourself. And you could tell when overtime started because there were stretches in that game where each team had traction. Each team had stretches where they were controlling the ice. Let's not forget Boston took a Boston lead. Boston had some terrifying period. shifts and, in and Game there were 7 some that the Panthers they, survived. They kept traffic away from Jeremy Swayman for some prolonged stretches, including for a, a chunk midway through the third period where the Panthers were just having a hard time getting to him. And ultimately, the Panthers were able to come out on top. And I think you look at the late part of the game, they, the Panthers had their chances. And the Panthers have been pretty good with the goaltender pulled this season when desperate times call for desperate measures. Which is something they, they find used a way to not to be good done. at. Yeah, they find a way to get it done. So they tied it. 
things changed in that building. That was as quiet as I've ever heard 18,000 plus people in one space be in my life. And then into overtime, sure, there was excitement, like I said, but once overtime started, the puck dropped. The Panthers had two golden opportunities to end it but, but, before they actually ended it. But before that as well, the Bruins had two really good looks yes. to end it, and Bob comes up with two huge saves. Yeah, the, but in overtime, the the Panthers really dictated the flow once overtime started. You could sense there was there was a, a tense feeling about the Boston Bruins, and throughout that game, you saw some uncharacteristic plays being made by players on the Bruins who you'd expect to be a little bit more relaxed in that situation, but credit to the Panthers. They forced them into that. They and, forced the Bruins backs against the wall. And we, you know, I think it was a couple of games ago, I think it was after game five, you know, Paul talked about the hockey karma and how the Panthers didn't have a ton. But then of course, when Bob makes that save uh, on Marshan at the end of game five, um, he's like, yeah, that was getting some karma back. We knew that was, you know, we were due for that. And I got to say, after the Pasternak flop that ended up, to the game time goal, and then of course Pasta gets the go ahead goal. They didn't deserve that. Like they, 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 they the hockey gods looked down at that. They watch the hockey gods watch that replay of Pasternak just go with blow exploding basically on the ice and said, yeah, "There was contact. We're not giving not it. That much we're time. not going to give this guy the heroics. Like he doesn't deserve that." So uh, the karma was once again there for the Panthers. And I got to say, you know, once again, stick tap to the Bruins. There's a reason they're the greatest team in you know regular season history. You know, you know Patrice Bergeron playing her, Brad Marchand's a gamer, all those guys. Only thing I really had a problem with was was, was the flopping from Pasta, but um, that team went all in. You know, they they made all the, the picks. You know, the, the trades at the deadline. You know, getting Orlov, who was great, getting Bertuzzi, who was great. They made they pushed all the right buttons. All Tyler the moves. Bertuzzi were, made himself. Some he's money getting in paid. That series. Yeah, he's yeah. getting paid. So he was very good for good him. For them. Yeah. He's not playing hockey anymore this season, but he's getting paid, and he'll be with probably a different team next season. But. Um, the Panthers, you know, they deserve this. The, nothing was handed. There was no flukes. They didn't fluke their way in. You can't, you can't fluke your way to beating the best team in NHL history in seven games. Uh, you really got to earn it. They played differently. They played playoff style hockey. And you go up and down the lineup. I mean, fifteen different guys at a point in this series for the Panthers. And I think, you know, I'm gonna you know rewatch a lot of this, you know, before we you know hit up Toronto on Tuesday. But a lot of guys look like they were playing their best hockey I've seen them play. Anton Lundell. He was one of those guys I think took longer than most to adjust to this new style from the Panthers. Of course, a lot more wide open last year that suited him. You know, later in the season we really saw it start to catch on. But this Paul series, said he's playing, playing heavier. He's really playing heavier. He's so aggressive. He's been great on the four check. Uh, I think four assists in this series. Um, and you look at you know him as a young player, and I think he's going to be a completely different player now the rest of his career. Not just because of how he's playing, but like you said, the experience of that game seven. And the, there's not you know center depth. So key in this series. Anton really held his own. It's going to be key in round two as well. Uh, Aaron Eckblatt somehow didn't have a point in this series, but he was a plus, I think, seven in a really, really tough matchup where the and Panthers the were getting at score play, a lot. It was extremely noticeable. noticeable that he was missing because he was a factor. And he had so many great plays this series where he was, you know, not the primary assist, not the secondary assist, but the third assist. So he wasn't showing up on the score seat, but he made a ton of great plays in the series. And I, I was so impressed with what he was doing. Uh, and you can go Ed up to the Ed two has had an unbelievable game seven. He's he's a machine. He he could have had a couple more goals. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we remember his we forget first, how young he still his, is. But his first full season with the Panthers yeah. when he was only, I guess, maybe 21 or 22. Now he's only like 24. Like you said, still really young. He, he completely ran out of gas midway through the season. Now here we are in the playoffs, and he's got a, just a limited tank of gas. It he's seems a horse. Like. He's a horse now. So, you know, Alexander Barkov, I, I know fans wanted more goals from him, but he was he was 
carrying that team for a lot of shifts with what he was doing with the takeaways, with the faceoffs, with with the physical play from him. He's thrown more hits this series than I've ever thrown. Defensively made a huge difference. Defensively made a huge difference, but I think we have to talk a little bit. I get pause myself there for a second. Zach Delpit, what a great moment. What a great goal in Game 6. A guy we're all rooting for. Love to see it. Sam Reinhart, I think he had goals in four of the last five games of the series. A lot of big ones. Um, Sam Bennett, complete difference maker, you know, willing his way back into the series after Game 1. It's hard Um, to do. You missed the last dozen games of the regular season and missed Game 1, and to come in right up to speed and look like that, credit to him. Yeah, I I, I could keep going, but let's just spend some time here talking about Matthew Kachuk. What he's been able to do, 11 points in the series, five goals, six assists, and the screen on the game. Not just the screen, but him and Bennett winning that puck battle behind Boston's net. You know, Bennett gets it, kicks it to Verhage. Chucky goes right to the net. Swayman never saw that shot from Swaggy. And just, of course, uh, just what a shot from him. And just what a great screen from Matthew Kachuk. And that's what he does. He, he does it all. He does the physicality. He does the screens. And he just operates and owns. Doesn't operate. He owns that area around the opposing team's net, and he does such a good job there. And I think the crazy thing is you look at all the question marks the Panthers had coming to the season because, of course, Bill Zito made a lot of big moves after last year and said, you know, President's Trophy was great. Getting swept in the second round was not. Don't like how we're looking. We need to look different. They look different now. Paul Maurice, great, great series. I'm going to outcoached Jim Montgomery. Of course, you, like I said, the adjustments, but also the confidence level of the coaching heading into Game 7. And the calmness of the coaching. Paul Maurice. Again. Morning, morning of Game 7, Paul Maurice rolls in. This isn't actually what happened, but I'm imagining him with like sunglasses and like a loose cigarette in his mouth. Walks to the media and says, "Same lineup, no games." Yeah, same lineup. He he was nothing like that. He was stressing that you have to you calm can't as a be cucumber. Overly tense. You got to be calm. You have to enjoy it and just stay in the moment. Over on the Boston side, meanwhile, we didn't know what the lineup was. They weren't doing line rushes. We didn't. They didn't know have the goaltender. They were trying to play games. It was they were because the Panthers at that point. The questions were all about what what's not working. Panthers that did not care who was coming out of that tunnel for the Bruins. Could have been Jerry for, Cheevers. No, it didn't they didn't matter. They don't care. They were gonna play their game. It was it, it, the pan the, the starting goaltender did not matter on the Boston Bruins side, and they made and you know what? Hey, going to Swayman, I. He worked out fine. That 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 wasn't a bad move. They they want him to be the guy anyways. He's probably going to be the number one next year for the Boston Bruins. But uh, they have a few months to think about that now. And so, of course, going through all that. But Matthew Kachuk, Panthers took a lot of heat for that trade last summer, of course, with how big it was. Everyone crowned the flames on that one for a bit. And then as the season went on, people were like, well, Chucky's good, but. And then now here we are. There's no but. It's just Chucky's really good. Cats made an incredible trade. Like you said, Matthew Kachuk is a big part of the DNA of this team now and going forward and everything they do just in terms of how they play. Um, the leadership qualities, you know, what he does, uh, just his support of everyone. You know, I think Barky's a different player around Chucky now. Chucky loves being, you know, one of the loud voices in that room. Barky loves hearing him talk, hearing what he has to say, and he lifts up everyone. And all the guys love him, and he's he's a big moment guy. He's a gamer. He scored so many big goals for this team throughout the entire season. I even look back at the regular season. We're going to look back at a lot of games. I mean, the Caps game, you keep going up and down the list of, especially towards the end there, games the Panthers had to win or else they wouldn't even have the shot. And they did. And Chucky was great down the stretch. So was Barkov. So was Zach. All the stars and the stars have risen to the occasion. If the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Chicago Blackhawks, which isn't exactly a tall order. Who knows? The way this thing went yeah. this season. Who knows how things shape up? That last game against Carolina like we said, could have just had a make totally it. different meeting, but all you, all you have to do is get in the playoffs, and we've seen why more than ever the NHL, the Stanley Cup playoffs, just get in. That's the mindset. That's what you have to take uh, with you throughout the regular season. And now let's quickly get to just thoughts from Matthew Kachuk after the game, of course. Thoughts. 
he was, I think, one of the guys, don't get me wrong, the media was you know, pushing, I wouldn't even say pushing, the media just said the Boston Bruins are going to dominate the Panthers, Panthers might get one. It wasn't even so much as like a narrative as everyone kind of thought it was a fact. I think that was the easiest part of the bracket most pundits filled out around the NHL. Like, all right, Boston, maybe five, maybe six. Six is crazy. Six would be crazy, but um, Boston Bruins probably in four or five. But he was the one that really took that and kind of embodied that and brought it up every time we talked to him about how the Panthers were the underdog and how no one believed in the Panthers. And at a certain point, people kind of were like, oh, surely someone believes in the Panthers. Like, no, it was Panthers fans, the guys in the room, us right here. But a lot of people around the hockey world, I'd say 95% were like, nah. And he took that to heart. I think he bottled that up. And I think that's one of the things that drove him in the series. So here quickly is just Matthew Kachuk's post-game thoughts after Game 7. Sure, well, uh, probably tomorrow or when we're getting ready to play Toronto, but I mean, playing Toronto, not to not to move on, I don't want to talk about Toronto at all, um, but like the talent that they have over there in Boston, the guys that have done it for years, like like their core is unbelievable. And the fact that we were able to, to, to do what we did after what they've done all year and just obviously so much respect for those guys that have done it forever and um, the young players coming in like, they're, they're an unreal team and the best I've played in my NHL career. So the fact that we were able to beat them in playoffs is, is, is crazy. Yeah, belief was there. And then once we got to overtime, I think we took over overtime like we did uh, in game five. Like both overtime games we've played, uh, I think we've been the, the better team, like the way better team in that. So, um, yeah, it's just, I mean, like, let's be honest, nobody in the, in the whole world thought we were going to win this series except for the guys in that room. So pretty uh pretty cool feeling right now so great to hear from chucky there and once again just love that no one believed but the guys in this room and now that belief's going to toronto and i think we've talked about most guys except one more but i will say one more thing about carter hagee 10 playoff goals in his career five game winners Mm -hmm. don't know why it's always him we asked him tonight he laughed it's always him carter clutch carter clutch always him had the, the series clincher last year in Washington, series clincher now. Look out Toronto Maple Leafs. Let's not forget, it's good, it's good storyline there as well. Uh, Carter Verhage drafted by the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's coming home, loves playing in that building, so we'll see how that goes. But last but not least, just in terms of individuals, we're going through this series. Brandon Montour, just superstar making moments, yep. superstar season, set all the records. Two huge goals, biggest goal of his career there to tie it. End of the third period, under a minute left, or exactly one minute left actually on that goal. But, you know, the timeout before that, once again, great coaching. Settle the guys down. That, that, and that's what Paul even said. And we asked all the guys. We all we all asked the guys post-game, like, what was said in that, you know, timeout? And you're all hoping for, like, rah-rah, or some guy said something spectacular. And they're all like, we just we just wanted to catch a breather. We just want, We all knew what we had to do. We knew we had to score a goal. Mm-hmm. All the guys knew where they had to be. We just had to go out there and do it. Um, so great timeout there from Paul. But they go out there. Barkov shoots the puck. The hockey gods, like I said, the hockey gods were not happy with pasta, and they they magically sent that puck over right, over right to Montour in the left circle, blast past Swayman. And I don't think Reinhardt had a direct screen on that, but Reinhardt was really making Swayman uncomfortable around the net, so great job by Sam there. But Brandon Montour is a name a lot more people know now. because Before the season, a lot of people knew Brandon Montour as that guy that was probably supposed to be better than he was back when he was with the Ducks. And then, of course, the, the, the high price the Sabres paid to get him didn't work out there. Everyone kind of thought he was like, oh, Brandon Montour, uh, he's doing pretty good now. Now, everyone's saying, you know, how did these other teams not get this out of Brandon Montour? And the Panthers got it out of him. And uh, one of the leaders on that blue line now, a lot of leaders on that blue line, but he's definitely one of those guys. And just, uh, I know a guy you and I are both happy for to have a moment like that. Yeah, he uh, he's just 
elevated his game throughout the season. And this is something that I think he's always had, but again, it was a matter of opportunity and he said as much and his minutes went from under 18 last year to over 24 this year. And a lot of that was top unit power play time. And I think just for a number of varieties, maybe just the the pressure uh, wasn't as great on him. He was able to start just getting those power play points. His five on five play was great plays with a ton of jam and it's led him to uh, not only being a great regular season, but great playoff performer for the Panthers. And well, the Panthers will see the Toronto Maple Leafs now, but uh, you know, the season also turned around when we ditched the prediction game. So we're not going to so, predict. So no prediction. No prediction. Because we've learned when you let other people in like national media predict things, especially against the Panthers, it works out for but us. But I, I, I will tell you this. We, we discussed it yesterday, but uh, not only a Game 7, but a uh, decisive Game 11 win for the Panthers yeah. last night. They beat that Boston Bruins team, if you count the regular season, six plus times. playoffs six times out of uh, 11 They beat Omar, they beat Swayman. They beat and, with Bergeron. They beat without Bergeron. And here's something that you've... Doug has the, wait, Doug has the phone out. And I'm always the one going to the phone and going to the computer and going to the stats. I've never seen Doug go to the phone uh, to this, look something up. This is a partial friend shout out. You've met my friend Angelo. I have. Listener of the program. Texted me after the series. And we were... The out, phone lines were open after the series. Yes, we were out to eat in uh, in Detroit. And this was late. This was in March when the Panthers were in that push to try and get into the playoffs. And we were saying, you know, if the, if the Panthers get in... Here's the teams that it looks like it could be, depending on how things shape up. And I was like, you know, Boston could be could be the matchup. And he says, Doug, I remember you saying at Sweetwater that you felt you matched up well with Boston because the Panthers did match. So up Angelo well. kept the receipts for you. Yes, the the Panthers <laughs> did match up well with Boston during the regular season. They gave them more fits yep. during the regular season than anybody else did, except for the Ottawa Senators. Moral of the story is you had to have a kachuk to uh, beat the. 22-23 Boston Bruins, but the Panthers did match up well with them, and they got into the playoffs, and they continued to give them fits, and now the Panthers are moving on. And now we're going to move on to the to round two here. Yep, yep. And, we're uh, moving and along, we, too. We've got uh, ground transportation to catch and then air and transportation to yeah, catch. Yeah, we're, so we're not going south. We're going north. We are going to uh, Toronto where uh, – well. Since we started recording territory talk here, and also we're also drinking Duncan during this, which I feel is kind of almost like dancing on the grave here a little bit of the Bruins drinking, well, drinking Duncan in their hometown. Here's the story: there, victory folks, Duncan so like for us. Peel back or pull back the curtain. Uh, what happened was this morning because I like my co-host so much, and I felt this was a morning to celebrate. Uh, I went and made i I got up early and I made the coffee run, and I got one for Jameson. Also, because on the app, I, I got a free one. Today. The Bruins had a promotion. It, it was, we lose, you win. <laughs> free coffee the morning after Game 7 losses. And I, I had a, a free medium coffee with any purchase. So I said, <laughs> who better to give that to than Jameson Olive the, the night or the morning after the night the Panthers clinched that first round series against the Boston Bruins. And yes, uh, they like Dunkin' Donuts here, don't they? They're they do. New England region. They do, and, and I, I, I'm number I'm order number ninety four twenty one. So not, that's, that's a Lombard Cousins order right there. I'll take that. Oh, that's, that's a good, good, that's a good yeah, sign. Good um, but looking ahead to the, the Leafs Panthers, first time these guys have ever met in the playoffs. Speaking of teams that have another entertaining regular season, another matchup. matchup with some really loud and powerful local fans and media. So the Panthers, of course, they're coming into this the under, as the underdog again, as they should, and they always well, the will. Leafs, the Leafs media they get this. They're, they get to spend more time in Florida. That's they they love it. They're happy, <laughs> um, but. You look at this series, um, and I think, you know, once again, Panthers match up well. I like the forecheck. Leafs incredibly deep down the middle. Panthers have really showed their depth mm -hmm. when you go, you know, Barky, Bennett, Lundy, Stahl. They can match up well. 
Uh, everyone's got talented wingers. You got Marner. You got Verhage. You know, you got of course Matthews in the middle. You got Barkov in the middle. The Nolichari revenge series. It, it's a little Nolichari revenge, and it's also the Panthers finally have to beat John Tavares in the playoffs too. Yes, what, re, fans are sick of him. Notorious Panther killer over the years. And he just ki- he just Tavares. killed the Tampa Bay Lightning, so yep. he's he, he's already got blood on his mind. But you look at the series for the Panthers, and we're not going to get too crazy into everything because Doug has to go talk to coach. That's the perks of winning. But you know, Marner's going off right now, eleven points in the series against the Lightning. Uh, Matthews nine points more. Morgan Riley, eight points. Tavares, seven points. Nylander, seven points. Mm-hmm. O'Reilly, seven points. Like, all the stars for them are doing what they should do, and they're going to keep doing that in round two. Same for the Panthers. It really is going to come down. It doesn't get easier on the penalty kill. Obviously, the, the Bruins had an exceptional power play. That was the one area they really had an edge over the Panthers in the series, and the Panthers survived it. And even though they didn't have all the kills they wanted, the Panthers did still come up with some timely kills yes. in that series and got kills when they needed them. It's, it's going to be just as tough against the Maple Leafs. They have an elite power play as well. So you look about adjustments for round two. Special teams is going to be, of course, big. So I think the Panthers, once again, do have the edge on 5-on-5 five five in this series. Uh, special teams are going to be huge. Uh, I don't think the Panthers are going to be scared of the bright lights. Toronto, uh, for the Leafs, they're playing a little bit with house money, I guess, after finally winning a series. I don't know if the pressure ramped up for them or if it's maybe even gone down. I think you might down. see, just my personal opinion, you might see a little bit more of a relaxed uh, Leafs team in round two. And I don't say that in a negative, like they're taking their foot off the gas sense. I, I mean, I think that group was feeling pressure to win a series. And especially against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who'd kind of become the, uh, the, the unstoppable force for them over the course of the last few years. Finally, they got by the Tampa mm-hmm. Bay Lightning. And now you'll see the Panthers and the Leafs, but no shortage of star power. Uh, again, the, the Panthers in Toronto had really compelling, really interesting regular season matchups. There's going to be a ton of ski, of uh, speed and skill on display. And this, like Boston, different kind of team, but the Toronto Maple Leafs, their GM, Kyle Dubas, another situation where they pushed all their chips in on this and really went for it. So the Panthers are taking on a team that, uh, that loaded up mid season for a springtime run. So, uh, and goaltending battle, yeah. Bob versus Samsonov. Uh, of the course, Panthers the, will try and beat Ilya Samsonov. And he had a great start the last time he played the Panthers. The season, but of he, course the Panthers got it, got the better of him in the playoffs last year when he was with Washington and, he, he and Bob's looks, been looking really sharp And Samsonov. I will give him this. He, he does look, he does look more, sound than Washington Samsonov did. And sometimes a change of scenery can have a, a positive effect on a guy like that. He he looks like a more put together goaltender now in blue and white than he did as a as a Washington Capital. And they were hoping that he would take the ball and run with it for a number of years and be that next number one guy. And things just didn't solidify the way they mm-hmm. hoped. So uh, again, but Sergey Bobrovsky on top of his game, uh, Sergey Bobrovsky on top of his game can beat he's, anyone at any he's time. He's just he's eliminated two of the most historic teams. I, I saw in the stat NHL history. last night. I believe also from our friends at TNT. Uh, seven career playoff wins against teams that won more than 60 games. Which is three more than the next size guy. Yes, for Sergei Bobrovsky. He's a giant slayer. So he is, uh, yeah, he's... Because as he tells us all the time, Doug, he does not think about these things. He's, he, he, you know, and the you, mind, the mind is so strong. You felt he was another one of those guys when that horns, or when that when that puck went in the net, when that series ended, you just, you felt, you, you felt good for everybody, but you felt good for Sergei Bobrovsky as well because he just battled so hard there at the end. And then you look back to game six, Panthers won at seven to five, but two of the biggest saves in that game, both on David Pasternak, came when the Panthers were protecting a 6-5 lead in yeah. a wild game six. 
So uh, Sergei Bobrovsky, instrumental, as he's going to have to be moving forward as well uh, in the Panthers getting by the Boston Bruins. But, uh, but Jameson, that's uh, about it on this series recap, little preview We've got a plane to catch. We've got to go to Toronto. We have, we have a plane to catch. You mentioned the hockey gods uh, also throwing together. The but- hockey gods also, it was pouring yesterday all day. The hockey gods also are warning us now by— It's nice now. It's nice now. We're not going to get delayed. Oh, look out at here. that building. They're now, Knock le- on wood. they're now leasing apartments over there next to the people are state moving house. out of Boston after that loss. They're leasing apartments here yeah, now. They're just they're on their way. Fans out. are so upset after that game seven loss. They're they're leaving the city. The uh, Panthers beat the Bruins, and now the Panthers will play Toronto. Dean Chenouth was the head coach of the Lake Erie Monsters three of my four years in the American Hockey League. Forever a great friend of notes? mine, and he is now an assistant coach with the Toronto Maple Leafs. So the hockey gods. A lot of it, us a lot together of, in a, a lot series. of intrigue. Yes, I'm sure the national media uh, and global media will be calling both of us about that. And one thing I'll say is obviously we're playing the first two here in Toronto, but games three and four will be back in Sunrise, and I can't wait to see the fans, the building, TBD on everything in terms yeah, of keep an eye out tickets, all timing. the channels for a schedule. The NHL doesn't make it easy when it comes to telling people when and where games are going to be, but it's going to happen. Stay tuned to FloridaPanthers.com. That info will be coming soon. So uh, excited to see the building rocket again. You know, the fans wanted to come back. It's back. It was great, great, great in game six. Blew the roof off the building. Let's keep it going here with Toronto in round two. Um, Doug, I, I, you know, this time around, we only did it, you know, we did a pre-round one and a post-round one. We'll try to do a mid, mid-round mid podcast this time around against the Leafs. Get a guy on here. Time permitting. Time permitting. It's so been lots of not things. Not a lot of free time in the playoffs. We don't even know, as Jameson said, we don't even know at the time of this recording when game three, four, and beyond will be. So uh, we'll, we'll get back with you on all that. Thanks, everybody, for being with us here on Territory Talk. Thanks, as always, for all the support and for listening wherever you get your podcasts. For Jameson Olive, I'm Doug Plagans. We are are moving on to round two and we've got to head to Toronto to kick off round two of the Stanley Cup playoffs again for Jamison I'm Doug Plagans thanks again for being with us today this has been Territory Talk the official podcast of the Panthers presented by Baptist Health the official sports medicine provider of the Florida Panthers we will talk to you next time